Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Monday, April 2nd, 2018. Broadcasting from the Beantown Athletics Studio. Beantown Athletics is Boston's go-to destination for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownathletics.com. Today's show is presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. And Major League Baseball, the season has begun, and now is your chance to take advantage of the simplicity of daily fantasy baseball at DraftKings. You do not have to commit to an entire 162-game season. Put together a new lineup every single day if you want. In fact, put together more than one lineup every single day. So sign up right now at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app with my promo code PICK, that's P-I-C, and play for free with your first deposit. Promo code PICK, P-I-C, DraftKings.com. And speaking of my promo code PICK, P-I-C, you can also use it to get discounted golf balls. Now, the problem with me giving this discounted golf ball read for golfballmonkey.com right now is that I'm currently looking out the window here at Beantown Athletics and there is snow falling down to the ground on April 2nd. I didn't get any weather warnings that it was going to snow today. Now, everyone's trying to tell me it's not going to stick. Well, they got the last storm wrong and they got it wrong for all the good reasons, right? They, I mean, they told us it was going to be another nor'easter and it ended up just uh, being flurries and it didn't stick. Well, what if they get this one wrong? And they're telling us it's not going to stick, and it ends up sticking, and we end up getting 10 inches. Is that possible? I I would assume that is very possible. But I'm looking out the window. Snow is falling down. Uh, baseball has begun. I mean, the Red Sox home opener at Fenway is this week, this Thursday, at home against the Tampa Bay Rays. And so I'll get to the Red Sox, but it's just, you know, I'm having one of those Mondays anyways, right? Just one of those Mondays. And when you're having one of those Mondays, the last thing that you want is to look out the window and see snow falling down. And for all the people today that are trying to tell me it's not going to stick, I'm looking at, I am currently looking at some snow sticking to the ground. So I'm not too happy about that. But what I am happy about is, even though it is snowing right now here in Boston, I do know that because baseball is underway, that means golf season is right around the corner and like you I've made a commitment to playing more golf this year but here's the problem it's just way too expensive and I'm not talking about the price of a tee time I'm talking about the absurd price of golf balls well I'm here to help you out it's a company called golf ball monkey golf ball monkey sells premium slightly used golf balls at a discounted rate and I know what you're thinking used golf balls really Danny well think about this how many times have you opened a brand new box of balls taken one out put it on a tee hit it and lost it you've done that a lot right I know I have then what do you do you take out another new ball from that same box that probably cost you 60 bucks for a dozen and you hit that second ball you might have even lost that second ball and then pulled out a third ball on your third shot well what happened to the balls that you lost I'll tell you what happened Golf Ball Monkey found them, and they're still good as new. At Golf Ball Monkey, they harvest, buy, and sell premium used golf balls to wholesalers, 
retailers, and people like me and you. So go to golfballmonkey.com right now. That's golfballmonkey.com and place your order. I'm on the site as we speak, and you can get a dozen Titleist Pro V1s, the 2018 edition, a dozen Titleist Pro V1s for just $14.95. Go ahead. Search anywhere else on the internet for Titleist Pro V1s. There'll be about 50 bucks for a dozen, maybe even more. That's insane. Golf Ball Monkey has more than just Titleist. They also have Callaway, Nike, Pinnacle, Bridgestone, TaylorMade, and more. So go to golfballmonkey.com right now and receive free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. That's right, free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks and get 5% off any order by using my promo code PICK. That's P-I-C. Get back out on the course this year while swinging for less golf ball monkey welcome to the show on this monday april 2nd the national championship is tonight a 9 20 tip-off just i know it's the same time every year but I, maybe it's just me getting older right maybe this is just me showing you that i am getting older and maybe a little more cranky about some things but a 9 20 tip-off and I'm pretty sure I go on this rant every single year about this game. A 920 tip-off is just, is just makes no sense. But it's going to be a 920 tip-off. Villanova versus Michigan. And uh, Villanova, a seven-point favorite in this game, as they should be. I mean, I wouldn't have been shocked. I, I just wouldn't have been shocked if it was more than seven, if it was maybe a 10-point spread. But Villanova, a seven-point favorite in this one. And by the time you listen to this show, maybe you listen on Tuesday, maybe the game's over. Uh, my prediction, I mean, we'll go with the spread. I'll, I'll take Villanova. I'll take Villanova, minus seven. I will. I'll take them, minus seven. That's what I'll take. But uh, a 9-20 tip-off, I don't even know that I will be watching this entire game because, you know, this week, there's a lot going on this week. I told you the home opener for the Red Sox on Thursday against Tampa Bay. It's also Masters week. Right? The Masters begins on Thursday at Augusta. Jordan Spieth and Tiger Woods are the favorites to win it all at plus 1,000. Now, Jordan Spieth, he just finished third at the Houston Open this past weekend. Uh, shot 16 under on the tournament. But Spieth and Tiger Woods, the favorites, the co-favorites, I guess you could call them, to win the Masters, which begins on Thursday. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the home opener. But what I'm mostly excited about this week is that it's WrestleMania week. That's right. WrestleMania 34 is going to be this coming Sunday in New Orleans. And this show that I'm doing today, I told you, I'm in a, I'm in a Monday mood anyways. I'm having one of those Mondays. And now the snow's coming down in the month of April, which just adds to the, I guess, depression state that I'm in. But I, all of that, I just... Can't wait to get to Wednesday night where I will be talking with Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated. Justin Barrasso is SI.com's pro wrestling insider. He's on this show around this time. The last couple of years, we'll be talking about WrestleMania. We'll preview WrestleMania. And there's a lot to talk about. Now, we have Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live on Monday and Tuesday night this week. And so he'll be in after that. We'll have everything hopefully sorted out by then. And whatever is not sorted out with regards to the match card for WrestleMania 34, Justin Barrasso will help us sort it out. And I have some questions for him. And we always have some interesting discussions because in the world of professional wrestling, there's more than just WrestleMania going on. 
Uh, they have a big show in New Orleans the night before WrestleMania, and I'm not talking about NXT, which which they have that as well, right? The NXT, what is it, TakeOver the night before? The big events, they'll have that. But I'm talking about Ring of Honor. Is it super, it's called Super Card of Honor. It's Cody Rhodes versus Kenny Omega, and that's a huge match. I mean, you can say what you want, but I know that the diehard wrestling fans that are going to be in New Orleans for WrestleMania, I just know they are going to prefer to try and get to see Kenny Omega versus Cody Rhodes over NXT. I just, that's what I believe. So, it's an interesting weekend. Justin Barrasso will be here Wednesday to break it all down. And I can't wait for that show. And, and, and this is, really, right now, what I am excited about the most for this week with all the stuff going on I'm mostly excited about Wrestlemania I am I'm I'm mostly excited about Wrestlemania but like I said a lot of other stuff I mean the Celtics and Bruins you know they have big games this week Uh, the Celtics are battling Toronto for the top seed in the Eastern Conference entering this Monday so as I'm recording this show, the Celtics are just two games back behind Toronto for that one seed in the East. So it is very possible the Celtics can still somehow get that one seed. And uh, Gordon Hayward, just they just sent a video out where he's running around on the court. So now I've told you, I don't think Gordon Hayward's going to come back. It is interesting, though, that they're teasing this thing along the way they're teasing it along, right? And this was a... This 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 video that they sent out, I think it was this morning. It's one of the it's one of those videos that makes you think a little bit. Even someone like myself who has told you, I do not think Gordon Haywood's coming back. And I'm look, if you put a gun to my head right now and you said, Does Gordon Haywood play a game this year at all in the playoffs? I will you put a gun to my head, I'll say no, he doesn't. It, like if you made me put money on on one thing, either Gordon Haywood doesn't return at all, or Gordon Haywood comes back at some point and plays you know, some restricted minutes, I'd tell you he doesn't come back. I'd put my money on Gordon Haywood not coming back. Um, But this video that they sent out is definitely one of those videos that makes you think. Even someone like myself with my mindset. I still don't think he's coming back. But the Celtics, they got some big games. They're battling for that top seed in the Eastern Conference. It's possible they could still get it. But they're dealing with some stuff. Uh, the Bruins who have been dealing with their fair share of injuries... Uh, they are now two points ahead of the Tampa Bay Lightning for the top spot in their division and the top spot in the Eastern Conference. So the Bruins right now, it looks like they're going to get that top seed. And Tampa Bay on Sunday night, they lost to the Nashville Predators. But more importantly for Tampa Bay than, and, and even you could talk about more importantly for the Bruins and the rest of the Eastern Conference, maybe more importantly than the Lightning just losing that game. Steven Stamkos left that game with a lower body injury, and he is being called day-to-day. But given his injury history, and forget about the injury history, it looked like a, that looked like one of those innocent little falls down and, you know, the guy bumps into the side of somebody's knee and, 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 you know, end of season. I mean, that's what that felt like to me. I don't, I'm not saying his season is over. That's not the report. I don't think we have any, Real reports on Stamkos right now, but that looked so. That looked like one of those guy falls into the side of somebody's knee and looks innocent. Next thing you know, he's out for the season. One of those ones. One of those lower body knee injuries. 
But uh, we'll keep an eye on that. But the Bruins right now, as I'm recording this, two points ahead of Tampa Bay for that top spot in the East. I, I, I will stand firm on this, is that, you know, even though I get it, the Celtics, people are hopeful that Kyrie Irving could come back. People are hopeful that Marcus Smart could come back for the playoffs, and they're going to be an exciting team. But it's just the Bruins right now, especially where you have Tuka Rask really being somebody that everybody's going to look at now going into the playoffs. I just, I'm looking at the Bruins, thinking to myself, looking at the bracket, and now that it's a set bracket, they can make a serious run. And, you know, when you look at the rest of the East, who scares you? You know, who scares you? Like, who are you looking at anybody there going, wow, they could sneak up and beat the Bruins? Um, or, you know, this is a team I don't want to face. I guess if there's anybody that I'm thinking about, it's it's maybe Washington. And and only for the reason that, not, and again, not to say I'm scared of the Capitals. I'm not. And I know the Capitals, when they get to the postseason, they don't do anything. They choke. I get it. But because they've choked so many times, I don't know that I look at that and, and think, well, they're going to choke again. Like, the way I look at that, and the way I look at Ovechkin and his career and how good he is, and how, you know, like, you see the sign. Washington's playing Pittsburgh, what was it, last night, Sunday night. And there was a sign in the stands that said, Ovechkin, congratulations on all your, all your goals or all your games played, but you have zero cups, right? I mean, Ovechkin's so good. My thinking is that at some point, he's going to go on one of those runs. Like, his Ove- one of Ovechkin's teams is going to at least get to the cup finals. I, like, they're going to get there, and they're going to make a serious run for it. And I guess my fear would be maybe this is the year for that, right? Again, not to say that I'm, I, I, you know, from a matchup perspective, it's tough to do a matchup perspective in the Stanley Cup playoffs because so many times we've seen a team that shouldn't be able to match up with the other team at all. And the team that doesn't match up is the team that has the goaltender that looks like a brick wall, and they end up winning the series. I mean, that's really what the Stanley Cup playoffs come down to. That's why the Stanley Cup playoffs is so great because you really, as much as you like to think you can expect certain things, like as much as we like to think we we should expect the Bruins to make the run that I just talked about, like I think they can make a serious run, those expectations can be ruined like that. When you enter, if you enter a series, first couple of games, the other goalie's standing on his head. So, uh, you know, if the Stanley Cup playoffs are interesting. And if, but if there's one team I'm looking at going, oh, man, I just, I don't know about them. It's Washington. Because, let's face it, the elephant in the room there is they haven't won shit. But they are a team that's led by one of the best players in the world who is certainly due for a serious cup run. Is he not? And, you know, you don't want to have to run into that team that's due for that cup run. And that has the goaltender to go along with it, too. So, uh, those are just some early thoughts of the Stanley Cup playoffs. We need to see who, what the matchups are, you know, who the first-round opponent is going to be. Right now, you know, if the Bruins remain in the seed they're in, it's looking like it's going to be New Jersey. You know, can Florida sneak up into that spot? Eh. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, it's, so it's looking like New Jersey. 
And then obviously you got a set bracket and you'd play what the winner of Tampa Bay, Toronto. And see, you know, we don't know what the stamp coast injury is again. So we'll have to keep our eye on that. But, uh, I, I guess, you know, this is an exciting little stretch run for both the Celtics and the Bruins, but I'm, I'm kind of like, get me to the playoffs, right? Let's go. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for playoff basketball. I'm ready for playoff hockey. Got to get me there. So we'll be there. We'll be there very soon. We'll be there. In the meantime, we will continue to focus on the beginning of the Red Sox season. I told you they have opening day at home on Thursday. They had opening day in Tampa Bay. Last week and over the weekend, the Red Sox took three of four in Tampa Bay to begin the season. Uh, so the Red Sox right now are three and one to begin the year. And it looks like the biggest question is going to be with the bullpen. It looks like that is, and I, that's not a surprise to anybody, right? And I'm not talking about Kimbrell or the usage of Kimbrell or uh, Kimbrell, what his execution is going to be. I'm talking about how you get to Kimbrell, right? What's... What's going to be Alex Cora's go-to, you know, you can't call it a rotation, but what's, like, what's his bullpen going to look like leading into Kimbrel? Is he going to rely on someone like Joe Kelly? Eh, I, I hope not. I mean, I, you saw that on opening day in Tampa Bay. Red Sox had a 4 nothing lead. You know, that's a game you should have won. I mean, the Red Sox should have swept Tampa Bay in four games. That's what, realistically, that's what should have happened. And they didn't, because Joe Kelly blew it. Joe Kelly is somebody that, and I've been saying this for the last couple of years, just cannot handle the pressure pack situations. He can't. He can't. Joe Kelly cannot handle pressure at all. He just can't do it. And, and so when you're a reliever and you're given the type of responsibility that the Red Sox have given you the last couple of years, it's not a good thing that you can't handle pressure. And Joe Kelly cannot handle pressure. So, I don't know why they continue to go back to him. The only thing I can think of is why the Red Sox continue, and now multiple managers continue to go back to Joe Kelly, is because he does have, he does have some filthy stuff. He has filthy stuff. He can hit 100 miles per hour with his fastball. Uh, you know, he's got a filthy slider and little breaking ball to go along with that. But it's just... He's got to put it all together, and he just can't do it. He's got a tough time doing it under the pressure-packed situations. And Joe Kelly blew it. He blew it. And it's funny because, you know, the the John Farrell haters of the world, I don't think they knew what to do on opening day when the Red Sox blew a 4 nothing lead in Tampa Bay. And they did it because of some questionable usage with the bullpen. And, you know, if that was John Farrell in that position, believe me, there would be people and John Farrell was still the manager, there would be people after the first game calling for, for the manager to get fired, calling for the manager's head, calling for a change. They would. But, you know, it's Alex Cora, it's a new manager, and, you know, they're going to give him some time, right? I mean, look, I wouldn't have been calling for Farrell's head because the way I look at a situation like that is, hey, you put Joe Kelly in, hey, you know, you got electric stuff, figure it out. Go get the job done. At some point, the guys you put on the mound, at some point, the guys you put on the field in certain spots have to come through for you. And so I say the same thing with Cora. I'm not putting that at Alex Cora. But, you know, I think that Alex Cora needs to, I, I think he should understand that it's tough to rely on Joe Kelly in high-pressure situations. I mean, I, I hope he learns that. I think he will as we move forward. 
Um, but I think the biggest question with the Red Sox is going to be, obviously, with the bullpen. That's no surprise to anybody. And, hey, the Red Sox are 3-1. and one. They should have swept Tampa Bay, but to really get too worked up and complain about that right now, four games in, is, you know, that's being extremely picky. Red Sox, 3-1 and one to begin the season. They have two games now in Miami. They should win both of those games, though. They're going to have Brian Johnson in the first one. Then they're going to have Chris Sale in the second one. Uh, I cannot tell you what Brian Johnson, what the result is going to be. You know, he does not, this is not a guy that has electric stuff, right? His fastball is 88, maybe. It tops out at 90, maybe. Uh, so I don't, I couldn't put my money in the guy. He's the fifth starter right now. In a perfect world, he's not even in the rotation. So if the Red Sox did lose to Miami, to the Marlins in this one, then I wouldn't be shocked. But Chris Sale, you know, you'd like to see the team bounce back for him uh, on Tuesday in Miami where Sale had a nice performance on in, in the opening day, a 4 nothing lead, and then the Red Sox blew it. So you'd like to see the Red Sox bounce back for him. So you got two games in Miami. You should at least split. I mean, you should win both. But I can understand the Brian Johnson thing. I can't put my money on that. Uh, you should at least split in Miami. And then you'll have Wednesday off with the Red Sox coming home. Hopefully no snow on the ground as the Red Sox will play the Tampa Bay Rays Thursday in the home opener. But that's really what we have going on right now. And you know what? Over the weekend, there was some Patriots news, I guess. You know, if you have your eye on the Rob Gronkowski situation, which is a situation that he's created. And Rob Rob Gronkowski created his offseason situation the day of the Super Bowl when he leaked to, who was it, Mike Florio? Something about the offseason. And Florio, like three hours before kickoff to the Super Bowl this year, he Mike Florio tweeted out, oh, by the way, uh, if the Patriots lose or whatever the result of this game be game is, I wouldn't be shocked if Rob Gronkowski retires after the game or retires this offseason. I mean, clearly Gronk leaked that or somebody from Gronk's camp leaked that to Florio for him to tweet that. And uh, it was leaked on purpose. And I've told you my thought process on it. I think Gronk, you know, is pushing for some type of leverage with some type of new contract with some more guaranteed money. Uh, as he gets closer to the age of 30. And, I mean, look, I don't blame him for doing it, for having that initial, you know, strategy. If that's the strategy you want to you want, you know, you want to work with, that, fine. But it does get to a point where it becomes somewhat eye-rolling. It gets to a point where it's like, all right, enough is enough. Like, you're either, you're either retired or you're not. All right? Stop with the cryptic tweets. And... You know, stop with the cryptic social media use here into the month of March and the month of April. Enough. Like, if you're going to retire, announce that you're going to retire. If you're not, the way I look at it is, you're playing because you're under contract. So either announce that you're holding out or retiring, or I'm going to assume that you're playing in 2018. Well, the report over the weekend was that Rob Gronkowski is expecting to return and play football for the New England Patriots in 2018. And I mean, to that report, I say, based on the mindset I just told you I had, to that report, I say, no shit, he's returning. Because until he announces retirement, or until he comes out 
and stops being so cryptic about everything and says, you know what? I'm holding out for a better contract until he says those things. The only assumption I will make is that Gronk is going to play because he's under contract and because he's not a good actor, one, and two, he's not going to be good in the WWE. I'm sorry, he's not. We could talk about Mojo Rowley all we want, but the fact of the matter is Mojo Rowley is horrible in the WWE. He is. He's a nobody. I mean, it's sometimes he could be entertaining, but he's not even going to be on the, on the main card at WrestleMania. And so if Gronk is doing something at WrestleMania with Mojo Rowley on Sunday, you might not see it because it might not be on the main card. Unless you're one of those nuts that's going to tune in at like 5 o'clock. WrestleMania is going to start early on Sunday. But I'm not going to tune in until the actual event begins. Like the major event. What's that? 7 o'clock, I think? Is it 7? Again, it's going to be Masters Sunday. You know, I'll be hoping Tiger Woods is in the hunt. And then I'll be rooting for the other guy on Sunday. (laughs) I, I root for Tiger Woods to be in the hunt. And then I root for the other guy to beat him. Right when it looks like Tiger Woods might make a run. So, I'll be watching that, and then we'll get to WrestleMania. But uh, Gronk would be terrible in the WWE. And he's a terrible actor. So, until he announces retirement, or he's holding out for a better contract and more guaranteed money, I'm going to assume that he is playing football for the Patriots next year. So, to hear a report that says Gronk is expecting to return, he does expect to return to play football, my reaction to that is, no shit he is. (laughs) <laughs> because he, he's not doing anything else and he hasn't told us he's going to retire. Like, that's that's really the only thing that should be news. Either Gronk gets a new contract or Gronk retires. Anything else, it's not news. Rob Gronkowski is taking part in an offseason in which he is an NFL tight end for the New England Patriots. That's it. That's it. So, uh, I mean, I will be curious to see if Gronk does make some type of appearance at WrestleMania. I will be curious, because based on everything that we've seen, all the cryptic stuff, I guess it would be sort of par for this course for Gronk to be involved in something at WrestleMania. But as he's shown in the past, he's can be involved in something at WrestleMania and still be a part of the Patriots. Because he, he's been involved in WrestleMania in the past. But I will say this, part of the report that Gronk is expecting to return. Part of this report also states that Bill Belichick was not too happy about Gronk's cryptic social media posts lately. Belichick not too happy about that. I don't blame him. I mean, I sat here and told you on this show that, you know, cut the shit. I even said it to, you know, for for Brady too, Brady and Gronk. I said, these two guys need to cut the shit with all their social media garbage. Like, enough. And I mean, it felt somewhat blasphemous to come after Brady like that. But that's reality. Like, the closer we get to workouts for this team, you know, I, I don't want to be seeing that. If I don't want to be seeing it, you think Bill Belichick wants to be seeing that? No way. So B- the, Belichick, not happy about the cryptic tweet, especially the one, the Instagram and the tweet to Danny Amendola. When Amendola, and when it was announced that he was signing with the Miami Dolphins, Belichick, um, you know, was not going to give Amendola that money. And Amendola goes against the money. Good for him. But Gronk, you know, he thanks him in a post with a picture on Instagram and posted and reposted it on Twitter. And it said, be free, be happy. 
and free was in all caps, happy was in all caps, basically, you know, taking a shot at Bill Belichick, taking a shot at the Patriot way. And you know, I guess I'm to the point where I'm like, how could you possibly take a shot at the Patriot way? If not for the Patriot way, you know, guys like Gronk, and I'm sorry, even a guy like Brady would not even be in position to say this stuff and, you know, even look somewhat normal saying it. Like, like the fact that they have a right to say this stuff, it's because of the Patriot way. And people will defend them with it because of the Patriot way. And they're calling out the Patriot way. It makes no sense to me. Makes no sense. So Belichick's obviously not happy with that. And um, I don't blame him. I mean, I'm not, I'm not shocked. I told you he wasn't going to be happy with that. So it will be interesting to see that dynamic. You know, what does Gronk want? Does he want Guerrero in the building? Does he want, you know, so him and Brady can work together with him? Does, does he want more guaranteed money? You know, what does, what does Gronk want? Does he want Belichick to okay? Like maybe, you know, maybe Gronk wants to be a part of WrestleMania again. And Belichick after the first time was like, you're not doing that again. And maybe Gronk doesn't feel free or doesn't feel happy. Maybe there are some other things that Gronk's wanted to do that Bill Belichick has put his foot down in, in the off seasons and said, you're not doing that. And maybe, I don't know, but, uh, Hey, Gronk expects to return. That's a new story. I say no shit. And Bill Belichick, unhappy with the way Gronk has used social media to that. I also say no shit. I was unhappy with it. And so if I'm unhappy with it, why, you know, why wouldn't Bill Belichick be unhappy with it? Of course he was unhappy with it. But anything else that happens in the NFL offseason, again, as we get closer to the draft, I will react to it. But uh, it's a big week. Got a lot going on. And I know this is sort of a shortened show, but really, I want to get to Sunday. The Masters, WrestleMania, we got a Bruins game that day, Get and get me to the Celtics and the Bruins playoffs. Exciting times are ahead, folks. Exciting times. What's not exciting is me looking out the window at snow as I'm recording this podcast. And it actually has ruined this podcast, the snow. You know, I, I, I am hard on myself for... You know, I don't have good shows every show. I have bad shows. But I'm hard on myself for some of the bad shows. Most of the bad shows. If you consider this a bad show, or maybe one that's shorter than others, that doesn't, you know, isn't giving you the the oomph that it usually has, blame it on the snow. I'm That's what I'm doing today. I'm blaming today's show and my, my mindset, my attitude. Um, I'm blaming every way that I feel today. Everything that I'm doing on this fucking snow. It is pissing me off. It is making me just upset. I had moved on from snow. I was pulling out my shorts and putting them in my drawer. I was ready to go. Like, I'm ready to wear t-shirts. Um, you know, I'm ready to toss a track jacket on with some shorts. If, you know, maybe a windbreaker. I'm ready to go running out Castle Island without a winter hat. Like, I'm ready for this stuff. I'm, I've moved on from winter. I've moved on from snow. And I have to look at it right now as I'm recording this podcast, talking about all this stuff, Masters, WrestleMania, uh, Bruins and Celtics playoffs, Red Sox playing meaningful baseball, and I have to look at snow uh, while we're doing it. But uh, Wednesday night, I will be recording 
a WrestleMania preview podcast with Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated. I don't know if I'm going to release it Wednesday night or Thursday morning. We'll see. Either way, subscribe to the show and hit the notifications button, and uh, you'll get it whenever I release it. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podcast One, you name it. They got it. Just search The Danny Picard Show. And uh, also, another reminder, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. That's youtube.com slash Danny Picard. I will say this, on YouTube, and I'm pretty good with, like, technology, and I'm pretty good with analyzing things like, the you know, Google Analytics or, um, you know, Google Search and having your stuff come up, you know, have, when you search my name, making sure my stuff, you know, comes up at the top, but on YouTube, for whatever reason, I have so many more views and popular videos than this other boob that has the same name as me, and for some reason, there's another guy with my name that show. if you search my name on YouTube, this other dude shows up ahead of me, his profile, and even some of his videos show up ahead of my profile, and I don't have my picture on my YouTube thing, but it's like a new, I have a new YouTube logo for my channel that's there. It's DP with, uh, you know, it's the YouTube play button, only it's green on mine. But still, I mean, you should know what I don't look like. I mean, my picture's on my website, I all, you know, all social media, even on my YouTube page. It's the Danny Picard Show. There's videos of me in my studio. But yet, this guy that shows up ahead of me, ever since I've been promoting my YouTube channel and promoting the new shows that I'm about to launch. This guy with my, with, with the same name as me has been getting these subscribers kind of out of nowhere. Like the, the guy's a weird dude. Like I watch one of his videos. I'm like, what a fucking weirdo. He's got the same name as me and he's getting these subscribers. Don't tell me because he's pumping out good content. He's not. It's because people just see that one showing up first and they think, oh, the one that shows up first must be me. It's not me. For whatever reason, I'm not showing up first. Maybe when I start releasing this new series and a couple of these new shows that I'm going to launch regularly, when these things come out regularly, maybe I'll start showing up at the top. I get it. I have not been as consistent with my YouTube channel as I would like over the last couple of years. And to be honest with you, you know, there's one thing that I did feel like, I feel like I dropped the ball with something on YouTube and it's like, if I could take, like, if there's one thing I regret with the way I have managed my YouTube channel, it's that I did not follow up or take advantage of a 363 road to the Southie three on three video. I didn't take advantage of that. I dropped the ball on that. Um, that's on me. You know, that was a bad that was a bad way to handle my YouTube channel because we had like 50,000 views on that movie. And, you know, even if I had 5,000 views, I, I still would have dropped the ball the way I handled my YouTube channel after because I just didn't, I, I just, I didn't follow it up with anything. And you know what? Time, time has flown. I mean, I can't believe it's already been, what, six years? Almost six years since we released that video. I can't believe that. 2012, we released 363 Road to the Southie 3 on 3. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I beat myself up over this all the time. I never followed that up with anything good. 
I never did. There were some clips of this podcast that I would throw up there. There were some other videos I'd throw up there, but nothing along those lines. Nothing to follow up the success that we had with 363 Road to the Celtic 3-on-3. Three three. I, I dropped the ball on that. And I never capitalized. I never took advantage of how popular that video was, of how good that video was. I never took advantage of that. And and that's on me. And, and that is something that I'm going to have to live with. But I'm hoping to make up for it with a couple new shows that I, I'm about to launch. And one of them I will be launching tomorrow on Tuesday, April 3rd. In the afternoon, so subscribe right now, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notifications tab. It's a little bell on YouTube. And uh, regular episodes of a show that I am calling 363 Off the Air. And you'll have to see what it's about. You know, you put it this way. It's meant to be entertaining. It's meant to play off of 363 Road to the Southie 3-on-3 three three a little bit. Not necessarily street hockey-wise, but the concept and the premise and the idea of the type of entertainment value that we are trying to provide to you. So um, I hope you'll be entertained. I hope you'll continue to tune into it. It's going to be a regular series on YouTube, and it will eventually lead into another show that I am launching on the very same YouTube channel. That will also be a regular series. So some exciting times that we got coming up on my YouTube channel. So I hope you will at least give it a shot. Again, subscribe right now, youtube.com slash Danny Picotta. Make sure you hit that notifications tab. Thanks for joining me today. Again, an exciting week. Let's just get to Wednesday night. We can talk some WrestleMania. I'll release that podcast either Wednesday night or Thursday morning. But enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. Again, follow me on social media, YouTube. Subscribe to this show. Also on my website, dannypicard.com. I am out. Talk to you again later this week.